This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot on all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Yeah, but how long can that last? You can get away with one glitchy Twitter space introduction, but at some point you got to go out and start meeting people and talking to voters. And by the way, persuading voters, if you want to be the general election candidate who don't see the world quite the way you do or that the way you've uh, described Florida as this oasis that he's created. There are a lot of people in this country, namely on the six week abortion ban, who do not agree with you and you will need their votes as well. But this definitely was not Ronald Reagan at the Statue of Liberty no. in 1980. Vision or uh-uh. in terms of stagecraft. But we've been talking about this all morning, Joe, which is that this is laughable and it's amusing at the moment, but he's now got his chance to step out and be a candidate and not just be an idea and not just be a thought that maybe he could be the alternative. He's got to go now he's prove it to a wider audience than the people he was perhaps talking to just last night. Right, he's got to do that. And people that are talking about how much money he has, that only gets you so far. It only got Jeb so far. Uh, and then when he got out on the campaign trail, yeah. uh, the support all disappeared, the money all disappeared, the, can- the candidacy all disappeared. So it's a really good question uh, about what happens moving forward. But yeah, Mika, it, this was a this was like just a colossal. It was like if the Hindenburg were a political launch, all right, this would be like, you know. The Hindenburg blowing up like three or four times. Well, right? it wasn't. So, it wasn't but, but 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 the fact is that that it, the rest of this story is he's got a, a new day today. He's got a new day tomorrow. He's got new days between now and and early next year. So, you know, this this could be a distant memory very soon. Well, I just true. Although I'm kind of stuck on a few things. Number one, that glitchy thing, that that the decision, Elon, I don't even get it. Like, are you, what are you owning exactly? But, and then secondly, I know this seems small, but it'd be like, you know, Joe Biden's running for president um, and, you know, he's going to announce his campaign and he does a campaign ad and he's like, hi, I'm Joe Bowden. <laughs> I mean, it's like I'm Ron DeSantis. When did was someone going to tell us? I mean, a lot of people on he's Twitter. He's changing his name back. We're talking he's about. He's changing his name back. He's been back and forth on this he's over been back the and years. The so way he's he waffled even, on the his way name. Even he pronounces it. He's been back and forth. And it looks like for this campaign, he would like to be Ron DeSantis. That's by his own words last Take night. a look at the evolution of his name. <laughs> I am Ron DeSantis. I'm Ron DeSantis. I am Ron DeSantis. This is Governor Ron DeSantis. Hello, this is Governor Ron DeSantis wishing everyone a Merry Christmas. Hi, this is Governor Ron DeSantis, and I want to wish you a happy Thanksgiving. Hi, I'm Governor Ron DeSantis, and I want to congratulate all of you at Rumble as you open your U.S. headquarters. <laughs> I'm so confused. And yesterday he's back, Willie, to, <laughs> to be saddest. I mean, 
I don't know. Let's give I mean, him some listen, time. You, you got to workshop the act in the small clubs, and now he's exactly. playing arenas, and he's landed, and he's exactly. made a choice, John. Yeah, yeah. Show, by the way, let's of forget, the- Lemire, let's remember, like Prince, man, he just changed his tie and hire name. It just exactly. became a symbol. Exactly. So like, he can do it if he wants to I rem- change it. I'm I reminded of, I, I of Joe Thiesman, who, when he wanted to win the Heisman, <laughs> suddenly changed his name to Joe Thiesman. Uh, yeah. Like that pretty changed pronunciation. Yep. That, that made, that's, that's where we are and with really good D or Death Sanders. <laughs> he's in agreement. When I took control of this particular investigation, I immediately saw it, you know, it was way outside the norm of what, what I've uh, experienced in the past. Gary Shapley is a supervisory special agent for the IRS, where he's worked for 14 years. In January 2020, he was assigned to what he calls a high-profile investigation. Who's the subject of the investigation? I can't con- confirm or deny the, the subject of this investigation. Why not? Because, you know, part of the tax secrecy laws don't allow it. Shapley can't say it, but CBS News has learned the investigation was the probe of Hunter Biden by the Trump-appointed U.S. attorney in Delaware. Senior Biden administration officials have vowed to let it run its course without interference. It's not restricted in his investigation in any way. But CBS News has obtained this letter Shapley's lawyers sent to Congress Monday, alleging irregularities in DOJ's handling of the investigation. Shapley is seeking legal protections from Congress so he can share specifics of his allegations. There was multiple steps that were were slow walked at the uh, direction of of the Department of Justice. Had you ever encountered that before? I have not, no. These deviations from normal process, and and, and each and every time it seemed to, to always benefit the subject. Shapley says he decided to blow the whistle after a heated meeting last October with federal prosecutors. It was my red line meeting. It just got to that point where that switch was uh, was turned on and I just couldn't silence my conscience anymore. Welcome to the War Room. It's Thursday, May 25th, year of our Lord, 2023. A very busy Thursday at that. While Stephen K. Bannon might not be hosting, you got Natalie Winters. In the meantime, the co-host and executive editor of this wonderful show. Seems like the DeSantis campaign is off to a start, not with a bang, but a whimper, a technologically deficient, low-energy conference call. At that, it doesn't matter... Ron, or should I say Rob, how you pronounce your last name, DeSantis, DeSantis, Ken Griffin, Chinese Communist Party, you are bought and paid for by the oligarchs, by big tech. And pro tip, if you're going to launch your presidential campaign and paint yourself as Mr. Anti-Woke, Mr. Populist, maybe you should say the words Chinese Communist Party in your I guess it was supposed to be an hour-long Twitter space, but turned into an hour and a half, two-hour-long debacle. Maybe you also should have said the world, wor- the words World Economic Forum, but he didn't. I'm pretty sure if you can't actually call out the two greatest existential threats that we face as Americans, it makes the great American comeback. Pretty sure I heard that term from someone else, maybe Mr. Donald J. Trump, but hey, it's all good. You can't even call out our enemies for what they are, I don't really think. You can take them on, but that might just be me. I think the war and posse probably agrees, but don't go anywhere. We have a very, very, very packed show. A lot of wood to chop, as Steve would say. By the way, don't let this whole DeSantis debacle, this cacophony distract really from the issue itself right now. 
obviously the show, really the only media outlet that's been paying any attention to what's going on in Geneva with the World Health Organization, the United Nations, what they're planning to do to our national sovereignty, really to every aspect of your life, all the way down to what your doctor can and can't prescribe you or force you to take or mandate you to inject into your body. And joining me to discuss some very interesting revelations about the, of course, infamous WHO pandemic treaty. Frankly, I think that's too euphemistic of a term is James Roguski, who I believe has actually obtained the text, the words of the actual treaty, or at least a draft version. So amidst this fog of war, it seems like we've actually obtained the enemy's battle plan. So James, if we have you, before we get into the specifics, the details, the really scary stuff, um, I'd love if you could just sort of walk us through how you actually obtained this document, what exactly it is. And on a scale of one to 10, or maybe you should go one to a hundred, you know, what would you put the threat now that we actually have the, the documentation, the codified text about what they want to ram through the UN to affect all of us here in the United States? How worried should we be? Um, well, I don't believe in worry. Um, you know, we don't want to be worriers. We want to be warriors. And so um, I obtained the text because they were um, circulating it amongst what they called the drafting group. And a friend that I communicate very um, often through Twitter, um, you know, noticed that it, it was available online. Um, you know, it's not any kind of, you know, secret document in the sense that it was hacked or anything like that. Um, what they are calling it is the Bureau's draft. I'm sorry, the Bureau's text of the proposed um, CA plus convention agreement plus. And probably the biggest concerning change in this new version is the rules by which additional protocols could be added after any agreement. The, the issue with a framework convention is they just kind of agree in general to create a new bureaucracy, a conference of the parties that's separated yet through another layer of bureaucracy, um, and then after the core convention is agreed to, in the future, they can add protocols to the agreement, and there's nothing you can do to stop them because of the layers of bureaucracy. So um, all of that information is um, available on my Substack, but I, I want to caution people not to get stuck in the details and, and lose the big picture. There are actions that the War Room Posse can take. There's three things uh, you know, right off the top we need to exit the WHO. It's really very easy to get that information. Go to exitthewho.com. And on that page, there's two very important things that I've also obtained. Um, when they start these meetings, finally, they let everyone know who the delegates are. So if you go to exitthewho.com, you can click on one of the first links and start yelling and screaming at your delegates all around the world. And the other thing is, they have um, put forth a, um, uh, or in, in the uh, Federal Register, I found that in June, they're going to have two public comment periods, and they refer to them as listening sessions. Uh, a good friend of mine, Dustin, from Interest of Justice, ripped them a new one at the last um, listening session, and I encourage everyone to go to exitthewho.com, you can click on the link to um, participate and give your public comment. Um, silence equals consent, and you can submit um, your name, your email, you know, via email, 
to get a chance to speak directly to the Office of Global Affairs at Health and Human Services and let the delegates know exactly what you think about the treaty and the proposed amendments. And I'm talking about all of this under protest because nobody is talking about the fact that last year, 12 months ago, the um, World Health Assembly did adopt amendments to the international health regulations and not a single member of Congress, not one of them has said a word about rejecting the amendments that were adopted last year. A year has passed in the 18 month period and we've only got six months left. They need to wake up and say something about the amendments that were adopted last year. Certainly, no. The, the Biden regime is so far in, in support of this. They're really at the tip of the spear. I mean, you have Javier Becerra, the secretary of HHS over there in Geneva right now, basically helping draft the treaty. Biden's top biosecurity advisor is an alum of the World Health Organization who helped create the ideological backing to push this treaty through. I want to hold you. We only got about a, a minute and a half before I have to uh, to cut to break. But I'm just curious because I read your, your wonderful Substack piece on this and you really sort of itemize it and you drill down into certain areas, not of concern, um, but of areas for the war room posse to get educated on so they can make those calls that you're talking about. But when it comes to vaccine protections, um, whether it's for governments or the vaccine makers, you had some interesting poll quotes, some interesting lines that you had isolated um, from the treaty with regard to that. If you want to start walking us through that, and I'll hold you through the break, I'd appreciate that. The the older version had stronger language. And so, you know, they go through revision after revision after revision. And it's not just what's in the document that you're looking at now. It's, you know, what um, was lost from, from the document prior. But again, I want to caution everybody. You know, I'm digging way down deep into, you know, the, the specific details of it. Uh, on another level, you just look at this and you go, wait a minute. Um, this morning, I'm going through with a really fine-tooth comb, and I've already found at least 150. It looks like it's going to end up maybe being over 200 obligations that each you know party to the treaty would 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 have to fulfill and you know call it what you want when you're obligated to do something you know under an international agreement whether or not they want to say that's a loss of sovereignty is just semantics we're getting James, ourselves into trouble hang on we, we, we gotta cut to break but but i want to come back and, and and hit this remember war room posse COVID 19 that whole pandemic that was supposed to be the globalists really master plan to lock you in your house and silence you but we fought back and we stopped it and we need to do that again with this pandemic treaty we'll be right back to do just that president trump recently issued a warning from his home at Mar-a-Lago. And I want to quote this. Our currency is crashing and will soon no longer be the world standard, which will be the greatest defeat, frankly, in 200 years. End quote. He did that in the interview that I had with him a couple of weeks ago at his home. Now, there are three reasons the central banks are dumping the U.S. dollar. Inflation, deficit spending, in our insurmountable national debt. The fact is there's one asset that has withstood famine, wars, and political and economic upheaval dating back to biblical times. That would be gold. Gold has been a hedge against chaos from time immemorial. And you can own it 
in a tax-sheltered retirement account with the help of Birch Gold. That's right. Birch Gold will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k, maybe from a previous employer, into an IRA in gold. And the best part, you don't pay a penny out of pocket. Let me repeat that. You don't pay a penny out of pocket. Just text Bannon to 989898 for your free info kit. They'll hold your hand through the entire process. Let me repeat that. Birch Gold professionals will hold your hand through this entire process. Now think about this. When currencies fail, gold is a safe haven. It always has been. How much more time does the dollar actually have? Protect your savings with gold like I did. Birch Gold has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and thousands of happy customers. Text Bannon to 989898. Get your free info kit on gold. Text again, Bannon, to 989898. Remember, the best part is you don't pay a penny out of pocket to get this information and start the process. Do it today. Take action. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Welcome back to The War Room. We still have James Roguski with us, helping us drill down on what exactly the World Health Organization wants to do to you and your body. You would think after COVID-19 and the way that they totally botched their handling of that, at least from the public's perception, unless you take the more nuanced view that it was all by design, which is my personal take, my theory of the case, Well, I don't think we need to expand their authority over anything, frankly, the entire world. And if you if you read this, this text of the treaty, that seems to be their goal. Of course, they use euphemistic terms and happy, nice looking logos and nice color schemes because the globalists are very good at branding. I'm sure it helps when you have all of corporate America in your back pocket. But if you actually drill down. It's pretty scary stuff. And helping us to do just that is James. You were talking about the protections for vaccine manufacturers before we had to cut to break. And there's a section that I just want to read, specifically the text. Um, It's from Section 14, Part 6, and it has to do with vaccines or any of these other treatments or protocols when it comes to pandemics. And it says each party shall, in accordance with national laws, encourage manufacturers as appropriate to generate relevant data and diligently pursue regulatory authorizations and or approvals of pandemic related products. And as you know, as I know, words, diction, syntax are very, very important when it comes to these treaties. And I, my take on that They're just going to encourage Big Pharma. They're just going to encourage Pfizer, encourage Moderna to make sure that any of the vaccines that they're making don't harm you. Something tells me encouragement isn't going to go a long way with a big pharma company that's just motivated by profits. And by the way, you know what they are going to mandate? You, your body having to take vaccines and wear a mask and your kids not being able to go to school perfect example of a double standard. James, if you want to pick up where you left off, and then I got a couple more questions for you, I'd appreciate that. Sure. Um, One of the things that slipped by in the, or at least for most people, slipped by in the strategic roundtable from Monday was a statement made by the co-chair of the working group for the International Health Regulation Amendments. Um, He's from Saudi Arabia, and he very clearly said that during a pandemic, 
um, your rights need to be overruled. And, you know, it's one of these sentences that gets said in, you know, the middle of hours and hours and hours of, of meetings. And it's it's shocking. OK. And so what is going on here, in my opinion, is there are so many discussions going on. But what you're not hearing are the discussions about the proposed amendments to the international health regulations. They're talking about the treaty. I've published, you know, under protest, I've published the details about the new version of the treaty, but I see it also as bad as it is, it's a decoy and a distraction from what they're hiding. They have not, to my knowledge, released since December any updated version of the proposed amendments to the international health regulations. And those are the most disturbing um, problems because they don't need to be signed by a president. They don't need to get Senate um, advice and consent. As we've seen with what happened last year, if they merely keep it quiet, it goes into legal effect. And they are keeping that under such tight lock and key. What people need to be looking for in these you know, um, assembly meetings is not just what they're saying, it's what they're not saying and what they're hiding. And so I, I encourage everyone in the war room to go to exitthewho.com and give me a call. I, this may freak you out because we haven't talked before, but you know I do it with Steve all the time. My phone number is 310-619-3055. All of this stuff is overwhelming. We can cut through all of the details. We want to support um, Representative Andy Biggs, HR 79, um, withdraw from the WHO, Stop funding them. Give them notice that we're leaving. Repeal the legislation that got us into this mess in, in the first place. You can click on links there to participate in the public comment period. You can scream and yell directly at the Office of Global Affairs, which is where these delegates get their paycheck. And also um, go to the page where I think I've gotten 17 emails. We have a delegation of 61 people in um, Geneva right now. And, you know, there certainly aren't 61, you know, news agencies reporting on it. It's the things that they're not showing you. It's the things that they're not saying that you really have to dig for and, and tell everyone, you know, about what is going on. That little clip, I sent it to your producer. I hope you can um, play it at some point during the day for the um, co co chairperson of the working group to say that during a pandemic, you know, it's necessary to trample your unalienable rights is an absolute abomination. Anyone who would say that, any organization that would think that way, there's only one answer. We have to exit the WHO. Just go to exitthewho.com. James, thank you so much for joining us, and thank you for giving out your phone number. I would do the same, but I, I don't know how well that would end, so I think at least for this show, I'm going to abstain from doing that. But James, if people want to stay in contact with you and follow your work, what's your sub stack? What are your coordinates? Where can people find you? It's, um, it's just my name, James Roguski, J-A-M-E-S-R-O-G-U-S-K-I dot substack dot com. But if you go to exitthewho.com, you're going to get to the same place. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it.
Of course. Well, I think we have Colonel John Mills and I think Steve Bannon and Russ Vote should be calling in in a bit to talk all things debt ceiling. But in the meantime, you guys may have heard the story, pretty massive wide scale hack of the United States happening at the hands of the Chinese Communist Party. I think I've already said CCP two times now, so I think that's two times more than Ron DeSantis said it on last night's space, but he's supposed to be the commander-in-chief of this country. Uh, I'll hold my breath on that one. Uh, but Colonel Mills, uh, we have you. I, I think I, I'm told you have some very nice graphics and charts and everything to really walk us through the scope, really the unprecedented scope, um, of this hack, what the Chinese Communist Party is doing, at least when it comes to the United States critical infrastructure. If you want to sort of contextualize and explain uh, what's going on, I'd appreciate that. Thank you, uh, Natalie. An honor to be on with you here. Uh, the gathering storm is turning hot quickly. So we just we just announced the hack in Guam, and I'll show you that. But it, you got to put it in context. This is extremely important. What's going on? First of all. For the War Room Posse, there's an 80% chance that you've bought a product that has a chip from Taiwan on it, uh, in it. So we need those chips for commercial purposes. We need the chips for trying to make weapons faster uh, uh, to make up for everything we're sending to Ukraine. Right now, China is conducting a soft drone blockade. So they are flying a continuous air patrol of drones on the east side. Now, these drones are... Uh, can be armed. It's not clear whether they're armed, but they can, uh, they can be armed very quickly with bombs and missiles that can hit ships, land targets, and incoming aircraft. So there is a blockade, soft blockade, essentially going on right now. So to blockade us from helping to break that blockade, there's three things, and Steve and I have been chewing on this for about a week now, there's three things that very likely, very likely China will do. First of all, this is the Panama Canal. For those who uh, took Howard Zinn in history books, America made the Panama Canal. Right now, we need this. If China blocks this, this is in Panama, 50% of our Navy is off the table from helping break the blockade. And right now, it's all about water management at the Madden Dam. Five, approximately five Chinese companies run all aspects of the canal right now. This is scary. We built it and we walked away from it. Now China uh, owns and operates a number of the key things, including the water management run out of the Madden Dam. They can uh, flood or drain the canal. This stops America. 50% of America cannot get to the Pacific. It's also about the Suez. Europe will be asphyxiated, asphyxiated if, they, if, this is cut, if the Suez Canal is cut off. And it's all about the American base camp in Djibouti, and now China has a base camp. They bought their way in about five years ago. I studied this. Uh, this is very scary. In, in seven minutes, less than 10 minutes, China can launch an armored force. We don't have any armored tanks in Djibouti. They can launch and do a thunder run. Our first Gulf War is their model is successful. The, the, the golden st gold standard on warfare. In less than 10 minutes, they can be at our base at Camp Lemonier at the International Airport, and there's a, another government agency that runs this airfield, Chabelli. They can be there, decimate these camps in under 10 minutes. Their artillery doesn't even have to leave their base compound. They can just devastate us. Their armor can overrun our bases. Then 
China says to Egypt, we'll spot you $10 billion to cover your lost revenue for, uh, for uh, the next year. Don't let anything through. That chokes Europe. Okay. Also, the third element, a China cyber blitz. And it's so important that uh, in the National Defense Authorization Act, 1088, mandated a, a, a war game to see the effects on domestic critical infrastructure. Well, it's already happened. Guam. Uh, what happens? China will conduct a, 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 China, a cyber blitz, and it's all about it's all about our power systems, our ports, and our uh, plants. Okay, so this is very important. Like for example, here, seventy five percent of these container cranes in America come from China and ZPMC Corporation, and they all have, they all have remote maintenance back doors going to China. They can mess around the counterweights, literally fool and trick the systems in thinking that they are they are okay when actually they're off center, out of balance, and they'll topple over to this ship, shut down everything. Colonel Mills, hang on. I, I want to have you. I, I want to keep you with me through the break. Unfortunately, we got to jump to some very good commercials, uh, but we'll definitely have you and keep you through to, to keep talking. But they say the supreme art of war is to subdue the enemy without fighting. And I think we're seeing that on full display. I feel like I'm back in college with all the graphics, except I'm actually learning something. We'll be right back. For War Room veterans, you know we have been all over this supply chain issue with China and medications and the uh, active pharmaceutical ingredients. China has a stranglehold on us where there's a way to break that. Jace Medical. I got an emergency medication kit from them. The FDA just declared a global shortage of medication and warned that critical antibiotics are in extreme short supply across the United States. But you know that because you're a viewer or listener of the show. Now, here's the action you can take to correct. Do yourself and your family a favor and get your Jace case right now. It's a pack of five prescription antibiotics you'll have on hand for common emergencies. Just visit JaceMedical.com. That's Jace, J-A-S-E, JaceMedical.com. Take a few minutes and fill out the form. Your information will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medication will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. You'll be glad you have the Jace case. Go to Jace Medical. That's one word, J-A-S-E, Medical.com, and enter code Bannon at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code Bannon at Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. You know what the problem is because you've watched the show. You can break, you can take action and break that problem by going to Jace Medical and get your Jace case today. Action, action, action. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. You know why the globalists hate you, why the WHO wants to lock you in your house and make sure you can't protest unless you're supporting some state-sanctioned propaganda narrative? It's because you know how to hold the line. And you know what else you're going to do right now? In the next break, you're going to call your representatives and you're going to make sure that they use your same spirit and hold the line when it comes to the debt ceiling. Joining me now to discuss, as he has so many times on this show, is Russ Vogt. And it's a rare occurrence. I know I'm the co-host of War Room, but it's very seldom that I actually get to co-host with Steve. So, Steve, I think we also have down the line calling in at some point. uh, He'll be reacting to the news that Russ is going to break. But Russ has some late, uh, some recent developments 
developments when it comes to the debt ceiling and where McCarthy, where some of his Republican colleagues might not be doing what you do best, which is holding the line. Russ, what have you? Thanks, Natalie. So things are not going in a good direction. Uh, as you, th- there is not an agreement yet, but the agreement is go- trending in the wrong direction. And this is clearly the pound the tables moment for those of us who want to use the debt limit as an opportunity to crush the bureaucracy, because that's not what we're going to get. Uh, all indications are we're going to get a debt limit through the election, so the entirety of Joe Biden's uh, time in his first term that there would be no deep cuts to discretionary spending, what I call the bureaucracy cuts. Uh, Kevin McCarthy has had a negotiating line, a messaging line uh, of we have to spend less than last year. Well, my guess is that's going to end up being very close to a freeze and nothing more. We're hearing nothing about repeal of the energy credits that are so crucial towards furthering their Green New Deal and that the House has tried to strip so that we can protect the energy grid over the next decades that's going overwhelmingly towards renewables and ruining our energy situation here in this country. And they're going to talk about work requirements, but Joe Biden has already said that Medicaid's not a part of the work requirements, so they have been weakened. And the biggest tell is that they are mobilizing House Democrats to pass this. House Democrats should be completely irrelevant. There's no need for them. The House passed a bill that has all Republican support, and that's all they need. The sen- that can pass through the Senate if Joe Biden agrees to it. Joe Biden is getting a debt limit. They need to stick to their guns and ensure that we are tackling woke and weaponized government. We are not getting that. The message of the day, this for the members of Congress that are concerned about where we are fiscally and the regime that oppresses the American people, now is the pound the table moment. Now is when you say, we are not going to go down this road. Leadership, you have not cut the deal just yet. Now is the time to walk away and take the same strategy based on coalition government that you have followed since the speaker's race that has made Kevin McCarthy a chance to be a historic speaker. This goes in the complete opposite direction. It's based on the old political assumptions. It's all Old Testament. It's not New Testament. Now is your chance to walk away from a bad deal with Joe Biden and be historic But this is the pound the table moment and the House members have to rise up and tell him that before he does it. They can't wait till the deal is cut. There will be options. We will go to war against the deal that's that's bad if it's cut. That will happen. It'll be napalm in the morning. But now is the moment for the House members to rise up and don't let us have to get to that point. And and, and activists across the country should be calling their members of Congress and and getting them to say, look, I know you're headed into a weekend. I know you want to see your family. I know you want to get back on that plane. But we need you to hold the line. Pound the table, I say. Burn the table down. Stephen K. Bannon, I think you are joining us via phone. If we have you, what are your thoughts? What should the war room posse be doing? Yeah, Ross, before we start firing up on the calls, we got to do that. It looks like every element, every key element that we had in here is basically either thrown overboard or, or, or basically dialed down. And the worst of all of it is it gives Biden a free reign. Correct me if I'm wrong. If they push this till February or March of 2025, we're basically talking about a $4 trillion or more, given their numbers and how the economy's tanking. $4 trillion plus 
adding to the national debt? Is that is that your math? Yeah, somewhere in that vicinity. You know, you get a one and a half trillion dollars. It gave them a one year. You double that. That's a three trillion dollars. So in, in between three and four trillion dollars is the magnitude, and it's going to be really hard to come to the point where they're getting anywhere near the savings that meets those kinds of levels. And and just to, to, to give you a sense, it was, it's the what are the cuts? The cuts, if you don't go and force deep discretionary cuts to the non-defense agencies, health and human services, the Department of Critical Race Theory, if you don't force that, you're not defunding the tyranny that is in the American people's lives. You're not defunding the tyranny of the EPA that puts a 70, 70-year-old Navy veteran in jail for 18 months because he built four ponds on his land. If you don't defund tyranny, you're doing nothing to go against this regime and you're giving him a lifeline for two years as opposed to preserving your, your leverage points and ensuring that they can be used at every opportunity to interpose with, the, with this federal government and this regime. So look, it, the hour right now, we still have time, but Kevin McCarthy has to listen to his members and the members have to rise up and pound the tables, hold the line. Okay, I think we got our marching orders. Uh, by the way, just last thing, who around McCarthy? Why, why is McCarthy caving? All the polling shows that we're going in the right direction. They've released some cash flow today that shows we're going in the right direction. We've got the wind to our back, everything. Why is McCarthy, who around him is cratering here to the cartel? If I had to guess, it would be Patrick McHenry, who's been part of the negotiating team as the head of the Financial Services Committee. You know, the paradigm that we have not gotten them to change to think differently about, Stephen, is, is the reality that June 1st is not a real deadline. And so there is not a desire to get past to June 2nd or June 3rd. Never mind that June 15th is coming all sorts of corporate uh, tax revenues that are coming in. So that has never changed, and that has caused them to talk way too much about the, the crisis of the debt of, of default, and they feel that they need to have a deal in the same way that Biden feels they need to have a deal. And that has caused them to have a fundamental weakness in these negotiations that has hurt their ability to take to get as much as you and I, if we were able to, because we would be saying, look, this default's not real. It's a lie. And I think that has really hurt their uh, their ability to, to get as much as they, they, they want and need. And their members need to call them on them and force it down their throat. When our uh, audience calls, just give me the two-liner. What, what does, what should, succinctly, what should they say? Do not cave, hold the line, and insist on deep cuts that require you to, to cut the bureaucracy. Deep cuts. None of this, like, a little bit less than last year. Deep cuts. That's what you passed in the House, and they should hold the line and pass the House bill. Okay, I'm good. Natalie, I'm good on this. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us. I'd, I'd tell people to, to go and follow you and ask you for your social media coordinates, but I think everyone who watches this show probably is part of the one million people who follow you on Getter, <laughs> but Steve Bannon, for those who don't. And Russ, if people want to follow you and stay up to date with the Center for Renewing America, where can they find you? Sure. They can get me at, at RussVote and AmericaRenewing.com. We're putting up timely information at all times. Thank you so much for joining us. Hey, Natalie, let me take you just a couple more seconds. I know you got to shift the show around. Sure. By the way, the open of the show was fantastic. But it's 202-225-3121. I can tell you already, 
what this audience has done is historic, whether it's being co-signers on the impeachment week bills with, uh, with MTG, uh, buying tickets for the, uh, the uh, Jim Caviezel movie about human sex trafficking, um, everything, you know, the, these phone calls have been historic. But we knew this moment was going to come, and here's what Russ is saying. Let's make sure they don't codify this into some bill. And, the, and what we need to do now is you need to call your rep and, quite frankly, fire them up and say, hey, we want to see you out there publicly. We want to see you out there publicly saying, don't do this deal. We need deep cuts. We need the deals on the table. We need deep cuts. And particularly, you cannot kick the can down the road after the election. That is the oldest trick in the book that the cartel uses. If there's any debt ceiling uh, increase at all, it has to go no longer then uh, either has to be a number or no later than March or April of uh, next year. This has to be into the middle of the 2024 election. It has to be the finances of the country have to be a key, uh, you know, of, of both campaigns. And so it's absolutely urgent today, Natalie, and you had a great uh, tee up uh, to the segment, but everybody's got to, uh, got to call, fire people up and say, hey, we just don't want you to know what our opinion is. We want you to get out there, and we want you to make sure that McCarthy and the people around him know that this is totally unacceptable, and having any Democratic votes on this at all is could lead to the end of your speakership. This is just this is one thousand percent what you didn't what we didn't vote you in office for. So, Natalie, I'll turn it back over to you. I'll be back for the five to seven tonight. We'll have a lot of analysis on this. And uh, fantastic job. You know, you're a pretty good co-host. <laughs> Thank you. That means so much more more than you know. <laughs> well, you're also, Thank you. You're also, you're also a fantastic host yourself. So carry on. The show's great so far. I loved it. And uh, <laughs> see you guys this afternoon. Thank you. I'm sure the audience looks forward to you being back. Remember, 202-225-3121. You're going to tell them, hold the line, don't cave. And how about this? Deep cuts as deep as the deep state. The only good thing, I guess, about feckless, spineless rhinos is that they're easier to pressure and manipulate and make you do, make them do what you want. So make sure you call them. And for some of the members who are on our side or some of the good ones, we need to make sure that they're out there front of the cameras, in front of the press, at the sticks, making sure that their colleagues don't surrender because this is the thing itself, as Steve would say. But I think we have Colonel John Mills. I hope we do. Denver's doing a wonderful job today as we're producing sort of here on the fly. But speaking about all the billions, trillions, really gajillions of dollars that the deep state wants to waste for who knows what gender programming lessons in Pakistan. Meanwhile, seems like our military is woefully unprepared to actually go up against the Chinese Communist Party, so much so that we seem to be getting hacked every other day. John, sorry, we had to interrupt your wonderful presentation, but we had, of course, some breaking news. But if you want to pick up where you left off and Again, we only got about a minute and a half before we have to go to break again, but we will hold you through. Oh, thank you, Natalie. I took this picture in Seattle. This is very relevant here. I just took this picture in Seattle a few days ago in the harbor. This caught my attention. Through cyber, you reach in and you improperly uh, flood this. You can. This is called a floating dry dock. We have several of these uh, supporting our Navy. This is Seattle. This is owned by Carlisle Group. You can, fl- you can flip this over. You could capsize this. That's called a bad thing. The Russians learned it the hard way a few years ago with one of their major na- naval vessels. So the Chinese could reach in, flip the whole thing over. That would be a bad day. We'd lose the ship. We'd lose the dry dock. We'd lose everything. 
This is our grand harbor that the Chinese are getting into in opera in Guam. This is the grand harbor of opera. It's a beautiful, beautiful facility. Uh, facility. This is the uh, private uh, port up here. This is the military port. No protection at the mouth from any kind of Chinese drones. But there's a whole bunch of the fuel farm, a whole bunch of other things. China has that they pre-planted. This is an I would call it an act of war. They pre-planted in sovereign American territory, essentially a kill switch to turn things on, turn things off, floating dry docks here. They could flip ships over. This is a very bad thing, very bad. And and this is we have to treat this. This is not a law enforcement action. This is an act of war. We need Guam to break the blockade on Taiwan. And I, I said that this is the third part, the China cyber blitz. Colonel Mills, hang on, we're going to have you back. It's not the Chinese Communist Party that keeps cutting you off, though I'm sure you're probably glad. Uh, but hang hang on, we've got, we got to jump to break. But don't worry, we will most definitely be back, because the Chinese Communist Party, they know we don't have a commander-in-chief who takes them seriously because he's too compromised. Even if he wanted to, he couldn't. We'll be right back. In my younger days, I was a naval officer on a destroyer. In fact, I was the A-gang officer in charge of all the engineering systems that were not main propulsion. And one of those was air purification. And I can tell you, the standards of the United States Navy are second to none. If all home air purifiers are the same, why did the U.S. Department of Defense select EnviroCleanse to protect and purify the air on board our Navy ships? Because of EnviroCleanse, advanced mineral technology goes beyond ordinary HEPA filters to destroy airborne illness-causing cold and flu viruses, including COVID. EnviroCleanse is the new science in air purification, and now you can order one for your home. This is how you help stop colds and flus from taking your whole family down. This is how you destroy allergy and flaming toxins and mold from the air your family breathes. In fact, this hospital-grade technology is so powerful that it promises far fewer colds and allergies and better sleep. Visit ekpure.com. That's ekpure.com and use the code STEVE for 10% off your EnviroCleanse home purification unit. You also receive a free air quality monitor, plus fast, free shipping. That's $150 savings right there. That's ekpure.com, code Steve. ekpure.com, code Steve. Getter has arrived. The new social media taking on big tech, protecting free speech, and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas, the platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want the way you want. Download now. Trump versus DeSantis on taxes. In Congress, Ron DeSantis pushed a 23% national sales tax where the middle class pays more. 90% of families would get a tax hike if DeSantis replaced the current system. President Trump cut taxes a lot, lowering tax rates for everyone. Trump cut taxes. DeSantis tried to raise them. Ron DeSantis, wrong on tax hikes, just not ready. Make America Great Again, Inc. is responsible for the content of this advertising. Hello, I'm Steve Stern, CEO of Flagshirt.com, a third-generation, veteran-owned small business. 
I believe that the American way of life is for all of us. I'm asking you today to visit flagshirt.com. Help keep the American dream alive. Be a flag waver. Carry a nation's heritage. Use coupon code ACTION10 for 10% off site-wide and buy a flag shirt today. Action, action, action. Welcome back to The War Room. We'll be sure to give you any breaking news as it pertains to the debt ceiling and these Republicans who are going soft. But speaking of going soft, you know what the place to go is to get the softest and best pillows in the world. That is, of course, my pillow. I always say my favorite part of hosting the show is getting to come up with my own reads. So make sure you use promo code WARROOM. It's the best promo code. I'm pretty sure we have our own square or rectangle, some shape on the website where you can get all of the best and softest pillows. Promo code WARROOM, MyPillow 2.0. It's pretty good, I've been told. I know Steve uses it. It's the only way he can run this whole show on no sleep, myself included. Colonel Mills, I think we still have you. we got to let you go in a bit, but I just wanted to let you finish off your presentation, but with one more question, too. You know, it seems like in the news cycle every couple months, the Chinese Communist Party angle, whether it's they're spying on us, it's the spy balloon, it's hacking our critical infrastructure, it sort of rears its ugly head. But I think, you know, as do I, as does the war room posse, that's just when the Chinese Communist Party infiltration of this country gets so in your face, so excessive that that threshold is breached and the media sort of has to report on it. Put simply, I don't know why the Chinese Communist Party even really tries to hack America when they have so many people at the highest levels of society, politic, politics, academia, media, Wall Street, you name it, on their payroll. But I digress. I guess uh, if you have a, an economy that works, unlike ours here, you have some money to waste. Uh, but Colonel Mills, if you want to finish your presentation and just, again, sort of contextualize this whole hack, uh, I'd appreciate that. Yeah, thank you, Natalie. And these are all what's called, this is an important military term that everybody should start using, advanced force operations. This, the hack in Guam was preparation for conflict. Now, this is the, there's many elements on Guam, Tinian, and Saipan that are important to project force to break the blockade on Taiwan. This is Anderson Air Force Base. Uh, there's, this is Anderson here. Oh, we lost a little. Let's go back. Oh, there we go. Okay, so this is Anderson. Uh, this is the big ammunition holding area. This is a legacy World War II airfield being put back into uh, operation. This is the new Marine base. We also have missile defense on Guam. I'm not going to point where that is, uh, but we have missile and air defense and other capabilities. But the cyber attack is meant to shut down these facilities. And this facility is all important because they don't want us being able to take off from here. By reaching into cyber, they can, again, shut down the fuel farm for Anderson they can affect the mission planning systems. They can affect the radars, all the battle management systems. This is this is very crucial. That's what they're doing. They pre-placed malware so they can, with the flip of a switch, shut everything down or even worse, make the information bad or make it go crazy. So this is all important. And I've been here my last one of my last trips as a, as a, a, a government career civilian before I retired, was to Guam to uh, and other places to assess their readiness here. Right now, we have all of our aircraft lined up nice and neat. This is Pearl Harbor all over. Told them over and over again, hardened, dispersed to sea. We got it. This is going to be Pearl Harbor all over again. 
But that's what the Chinese are trying to do is they're uh, placing malware so they can trigger and shut down things. That's what's going on right now. This is very, very scary. And, uh, you know, they knew about this during the balloon fiasco. And once again, they didn't tell anybody. They're treating it as an FBI law enforcement action. Cut it out. This is a national security. This is a defense operation and they need to treat it and they need to inflict punishment on China for daring to get in, getting into our war fighting systems uh, in Guam and other places. There's any better example that the PLA subscribes to Sun Tzu and that the idea that the supreme art of war is to subdue the enemy without fighting. Frankly, I don't know what they're reading over here in the United States, except for CRT and DEI infused textbooks that also, I guess, tell you to shell out billions of dollars to an Eastern European country that's going to lose a war regardless while making sure we're short on ammo and tanks and guns. But... Maybe the Chinese Communist Party has a has a hand in drafting our military strategy, too. I wouldn't be that surprised. Colonel Mills, thank you so much for that wonderful presentation. I feel like you're putting me to shame. I don't have any graphics or charts behind me. Uh, but if people want to stay up to date with you and what you're working on, where can they find you? Well, thank you, Natalie. All these will be on my Substack, Colonel R.E.T. John, Colonel Rhett John at Substack, Getter and Truth. Also, the book, thenationwillfollow.com, www.thenationwillfollow.com, prefaced by Stephen K. Bannon, uh, available. Book two will be out from Skyhorse this fall, The War Against the Deep State. So uh, thank you. Uh, appreciate everything. Of course. Thank you so much for coming on. It's an honor. Well, I want to drill down a little bit on this China stuff. Of course, what is a war room show being hosted by me without me rambling on about the Chinese Communist Party? But I think we got less than a minute before we have to go to break. So I will hold until we bring Dr. Bradley Thayer on because I want to drill down on why now, like I was saying, the Chinese Communist Party is so embedded in this country when you read these stories about how China hacked us or they flew a spy balloon. Is that really breaking news? I think they could probably do anything on this country and get away with it. And just remember, just remember, got to throw down on the multi-billion dollar corporations just a bit. Remember Microsoft? Yeah, Bill Gates. I'm sure you've heard about what he's been doing lately. It was Microsoft that built Windows China Government Edition. In other words, the technological infrastructure that the Chinese Communist Party uses to administer and run their country. And oh, that's now the same company that's getting hacked that the United States government wants to keep their critical infrastructure on. Yeah, that's the price you pay Microsoft, and it's the price that we all pay because our corporations are so in bed with China. We'll be right back, Dr. Bradley. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. 
War Room Health, all one word, warroomhealth.com. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out.